0: hello and welcome to episode 13 of in the house sports with jay
1: and jay good afternoon from calgary hello
0: yes it is saturday july 18 2020 happy birthday to one of our listeners tyra morton turning she just turned 23 yesterday Um, It's getting pretty exciting, Dad. A lot of things are going to be starting up soon. We got baseball starting in five days. We got basketball starting in 12 days, hockey in 16 days, and the first golf major of the season in in just about under three weeks. So a lot of stuff all of a sudden getting right back on track. Of course, there's soccer. Uh, F1, NASCAR currently in play. So we just got a ton of stuff to discuss ahead of the, all these seasons opening up. Uh, if you want to perhaps try to test your skills against what's going to happen in the first day of the MLB, the first couple days on the opening weekend, ESPN has an awesome pick'em challenge. We're going to do it, and per- perhaps we'll discuss our results. Somebody who else is making their return to sports this week, Tiger Woods. He's back at the Memorial, just made the cut on the number and dad, we are going to get started right now. Our first topic coming up. So I asked you dad, what trade would you have in the, so Bleach Report basically released a bunch of trade ideas to release a big three. Do you, and uh, there was a bunch of them. There was John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks going to the Warriors, Zach Levine going to the 76ers, Chris Paul going to the Bucks. Bradley Beal going to the Nets and Victor Oladipo going to the LA Lakers. Dad, which one do you have?
1: Well, I I don't know that I like any of them. I would uh, I'd like to see Bradley Beal going to the Brooklyn Nets so just to, to see what happens there. Uh, the players that were going back uh, the other way, uh, um, LaVert Allen, uh, Jared Allen, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, some draft choice, a lot going back for Bradley Beal, very skilled player. How would he play with your man, Durant, and um, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving? Uh, the, the, that would be the new big three. I don't have a lot of faith in Brooklyn, um, as you know, um, based on yeah, the, like z- zero. zero. faith. They're never going to win a championship. You've got that on recording as long as those guys are there. I'd like to see Bradley Beal. I'd like to see that trade not go through. I'd like to see him stay with Washington. He's getting paid a lot of money to perform. And uh, they've got some struggles going forward When they get John Wall back. That'll help. But I think him going there, uh, I just I think he's a guy that needs individual uh, playing time. Doesn't get he won't get the ball as much as he likes to having those guys there. I just don't see that um, happening so well in his favor. I like to see him uh, stay. So that's a trade that I, is a trade I wouldn't like seeing uh, going uh, because I, I like Bradley Beal. On the other hand, the players at Washington would be getting back plus all the draft choice. You know, maybe does push them in a forward direction because they're there, they're they are an organization that's struggling and uh, uh, they've got eight games left coming up and then they're donezo. So, and Bradley Beale's not even playing,
0: um, yeah, interestingly enough. And I've, I've heard like reports that he wants out, so who knows if this could actually happen. This wasn't my number one pick, um, this wasn't my pick like out of the five. I have another one that I'll talk about in a second, but I think like in this era and what we've seen over the past few years, super teams, especially with like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Having less, you know, individual stats. Uh, same with you know the big three in Miami, the big three in Cleveland. If they all kind of share the ball, those are three talented players, especially with a point guard in Kyrie, shooting guard in Bradley Beal, and then Kevin Durant at power forward. Again, they'd be giving up all these guys, and even though it might not be a carbon copy of what would happen if it was to happen, these guys, a lot of these key pieces would be gone for Brooklyn. Uh, I think that they got to give it a chance next year, you know, with a healthy Kevin Durant, a healthy Kyrie Irving, a healthy DeAndre Jordan. And they, uh, I think they'll definitely make a splash next year. However, I think it'd be very exciting to see Bradley Beal. The one pick that I had, I had Zach Levine. Um, definitely again, you gotta give away a lot of players. You gotta give away Josh Richardson, who's averaging 14 points. Um, Matthias Theibel and an interesting note about him that I want to bring up. He's doing a vlog. Uh, you know what? I'll talk about that in a second. I'll talk about his vlog. It's really interesting. Don't let me forget that. And then veteran Mike Scott would go to the deal plus a draft pick. But Zach Levine, again, he is a real deal player. He's averaging 25 points per game this year. And he could, he's like an an, an all-star coming up. So could you imagine uh, that, that um, Philadelphia team with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and Zach Levine, they would be unstoppable. They'd be a contender. I think it'd be a very good trade for Philadelphia, and it would put them as, I think, the number one pick uh, going into next year. I still think Ben Simmons needs to work on his three-point shooting uh, because that definitely needs work. Um, Nonetheless, um, Chicago, again, like Washington, is a rebuilding team. I have their depth chart here. They could build around other guys, uh, especially in Wendell Carter Jr. He was a lottery pick a couple years ago. As well as Laurie Markkinen, if they could build around him and um, if they could build around him as well as other players and then keep rebuilding, 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 and especially with um, all the players they're going to get, they're also going to be getting some draft picks, as we know, a second round pick, and these guys could build around. Uh, So it'd be very good for Philadelphia and then it would be pretty good for Chicago. But Zach Levine is the star player. And is the player in Chicago? He is
1: the player. Good, good player. I don't know uh, how much uh, he's at the peak of his career. I think he's He's so young. He's twenty-five. I forget that he is that young. So he's got some talent left. I like again. I like to see him uh, stay where he's at and build Chicago up. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the big three, as you know, these super teams. And uh, again, if you have top three guys, if you don't have the fourth and fifth guy in the bench, uh, three guys can't win it all. It's got to be a team. It's got to be a bench. And these teams would be giving up a lot. To get these photos. these are hypothetical trades uh, to all, of, all to all of our listeners. So we don't know if there are any of them are actually going to happen. But those are
0: like blockbusters.
1: Yeah. So who knows? so they're fun to to follow. So uh, yeah, so unless uh,
0: it could happen because you saw Paul George going to L A. Like when I woke up and I saw that he was going to L A. And what they traded him for, that yeah. was definitely a shocker and proves that in this NBA age,
1: anything could happen. He just wants to go play with this man, LeBron. What? So, no, Kawhi. Or mean, so I'd say sorry, Kawhi. <laughs> So, are, are we moving on? Or are we? Uh, That's
0: it with that. Uh, with that, uh, nonetheless, whenever a player goes to a different team, with like Russell Westbrook or Paul George, uh, Chris Paul shifting jerseys, um, it's, it's so ra- it's so random. I think t- almost half the players. There were so many players that moved teams last year. I can't wait to happen. To, what happens in this NBA season? Um, I did want to say something before we move on to the next topic. If you are interested in what this NBA bubble looks like. Check out JaVale McGee, he's of the Lakers, his vlogs. He has been posting vlogs. He's done three of them so far on what the NBA bubble has looked like. And it's really cool. You see him and he he uh, you know has to wear a mask, he puts on his mask, gets these COVID tests. And it's interesting to see the food that they have. All the food is in packages and, and what they get every day. And, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah. So I want to shift this again, if, if that's okay, to the next topic we have. There was an article by ESPN. And it was talking about what items would you bring to the NBA bubble? For example, Myers Leonard, I think of Portland. Is he a on the – Was that again? Myers Leonard. I think he plays think so. on, Port- on the Portland um, – I might be way off with this. I'll do a quick search. Myers Leonard. He played, sorry, for the Miami Heat. My bad, I think. Um, yeah. He brought a bunch of protein bars, boxes and boxes. Uh, we've seen P.J. Tucker. He brought s- like 60 pairs of shoes <laughs> – uh, Goran Dragic bringing some recovery objects. So, like for after, so like just people are bringing everything, and then tons of athletes are bringing uh video games to their setup. So I wanted to ask you, Dad, what are your must bring items if you were headed to Orlando?
1: Oh, um, well, that's a good question. Okay, uh, let's see. I think that I would bring my treadmill. So you know, okay. like to run. So you bring it. I think that one I could. We could argue they might already have we'll it there. there. I think they do. Uh, my yeah. favorite snack. I bring some cheese and some crackers to go along with that. I love chocolate milk. So some chocolate milk, some cheese, and crackers. I want to go to sleep. I got my my blue pillow. To, it's just my pillow, and it's uh, we call it the blue pillow. You wouldn't want to be home get home without that. Uh, maybe some some Sudoku puzzles. Uh, perhaps a good book. And, uh, that's, those are the things that come to my mind. Very
0: fair. Okay. So the things that I would get, I like to read, right? So at night the players are playing video games. I'm not, I'm just not a gamer. It's not for me. I'd be, you know, I think the, with, especially in the, in the 2020s, now the phone has so much thing, so much stuff with articles and, and entertainment. So I'd bring my phone of course. Um, but again, tons of books, I'm not a, not a big Kindle guy. So I probably bring about, I don't know if I'm there for four months, maybe bring about 10 books or something um and read a bit a little bit at night go to bed and then a must must bring item is my headphones so love to use them when i'm working out and just relaxing so that would be a must bring item i could not leave those at home as well as i think protein bars right uh my favorite kind of protein bars i'd bring some some of those with me a great boost there's going to be some special foods i i like to eat like what you're saying with the cheese and crackers i don't know what else i'd bring some nuts some trail mix uh, and then weights, of course, because I don't know. I like to work out. I think they might, I've seen in McGee's vlog, they have weights there, but some of these guys are bringing some interesting art, items. If you want to see what they're bringing, look at that ESPN article because it is definitely interesting. I did look and uh, what I've seen in the vlogs and the videos that are posted on YouTube, just look up NBA bubble. If you want to see more, they have tons. It's, it's, they compared it on ESPN to like a summer camp. So it's like a summer camp. Uh, there's ping pong, which would be fun. I saw taco fall biking uh players are golfing so it's it's fun like there's i'd love to stay busy they have tons of amenities uh in disney world and yeah, they're playing basketball every day like it sounds fun even for imagine like going there and being like oh you, like it sounds fun does it yeah. sound fun for you as a fan like like you wouldn't of course be allowed because it's exclusive to nba players but yeah. it sounds like a fun time um well no it doesn't sound fun if you have to leave your family. families be fun to go for a few days but they're definitely an interesting environment and i'm saying that it sounds fun for a few days, but you know you want to be with your family. Is all a lot of the players do. Let's so.
1: move on to the. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. To to about the, about let them story. enjoy the. Uh, let them enjoy the bubble. We'll see if this thing actually kicks off, and uh, maybe maybe we'd be able to bring our dog Wrigley with us. Uh, is there anything about no pets allowed? Uh, I don't. I think I remember hearing you are not allowed to bring pets. Likely not. I think Allergies, etc. Maybe we would sneak our mascot Wrigley uh, into our bubble. Uh, some quotes here. Uh, it's not real baseball. Horrible whoever can lay down a button and put the ball in the air wins the game. Sometimes these are some quotes from some New York Yankee pitchers this last week. Uh, there, they think that the decision to have extra innings starting, uh, uh so the game in major league baseball, if the game is tied after nine innings that the team would then start the batting team would start off the 10th with a runner in, uh, in scoring position, meaning second base with zero outs. Um, and then, of course, the other team on the bottom of the inning would have a chance to to uh, have have an at bat, have an at bat as well. Um, but these players feel like to put a guy in second um, is not in real baseball and, um, and 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 unnecessary. I, I kind of agree with them. I mean, there's lots of pitchers, there's lots of depth. I know they're trying to get through a lot of baseball games in a two month period, and maybe that Major League Baseball is worried about exhaustion for these players, but. These guys, they want to play baseball, and and to and to start with a guy in second, I think is is just not the not the not real baseball. I suppose if they went fifteen innings and it was still tied, then maybe you'd do this. But starting from the tenth inning on, uh, I hope this is a, a one-year thing. When this when we get back into two thousand twenty-one baseball, I hope it goes back. to, I do not like the rule. Um, with a conversation with uh, my father last night and, and Jacob's grandfather. His suggestion was after 10 innings of baseball, if the game is tied, then it ends in a tie. That's another suggestion. Some of our other listeners may have some other suggestions, but I like traditional baseball. I hope this doesn't fly past this year. Jacob, what do you have to say? Well, I'm on
0: the complete opposite side. I think it's a great initiative that they're having, or they just ended in a tie after nine innings. Baseball games are becoming longer than ever, and interest rate, interest people watching a game are not staying know, or people are not watching baseball for the full game. And the viewership has gone down. As I've read, I think I've heard a lot of different reports about that. They got to make it more innovative. And by having somebody on, on um, second base, it's really exciting. Like I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the games, you know, one hit into center field, the line drive, and somebody's going to be scoring. So there's going to be scoring. It's going to be more exciting. You're going to get that speedy guy on second base. And I was discussing, is that going to be a separate player? How, we, how are the person just going to leave, leave from the lineup and be like the, the pinch runner? It's going to be exciting. I was imagining you could have like some of the fastest track and field athletes. You get um, yeah. Tyreek Hill of Kansas City. I know he's really fast. Usain Bolt. Um, <laughs> I like that. Um,
1: Andre DeGrasse. Yeah,
0: you get some of the fastest guys and they could like, I'd love to see who is going to be on second base. I think it's fun. It makes baseball more fun. Thanks. Thanks. I think it makes it more fun, and they need to implement these kinds of things, or else people are not going to watch the game because it's baseball. It's just it's a sport that I might not watch on TV, like just because it's you know, like for the I might watch a couple of batters and stuff, but it takes the big thing that I don't like, and I've told you about this is how long it takes between, um, you know, the pitcher to throw a ball and and in between pitches, it just takes so long. There's got to be a pitch clock, like 15 seconds. Make yeah. it faster. I know it would mess with the pitcher's rhythm and stuff. But I think going forward, if you want to to have fans watch, imagine batter up, one pitch, one pitch, one pitch. It's quick, and it's quick. And the next batter up, and games go faster, it would be a lot more exciting. Again, people only have so much time in a day, right? So you want to make the sport as exciting as possible. And with the runner on second base, it's definitely making it more exciting. So I think thumbs up to the MLB. I hope they keep it past this year. And another rule I like is, um, you know, no pitchers. Uh, batting unless they made it universal. So both leagues are doing it, but uh, yeah, I like that it's the same in each league because it just doesn't make sense. Never, I, didn't like, I never really liked that rule because it was not the same
1: in both leagues. So that's my thoughts yeah, yeah. on it. I like that. I like that both leagues are doing the designated hitter. I like that. I don't know if they're implementing a pitch care or a pitch time clock. I think I agree with that to move the game along. Uh, I do. I, I don't know if they've actually implemented that. I, I well, actually I think they have, but it's like 30 seconds or something. It's still way too long. Um, So that, but this is one rule that I do, uh, that I don't like. So we'll see how it works out. We'll find out soon enough. Um, Should we move on? We'll find out
0: this week. I bet
1: there'll be one extra extra week game. Yeah, let's move on. So um, this week's KBO um, update is going to be in tribute of Tony Fernandez. Uh, Tony Fernandez uh, played with the Toronto Blue Jays um for many seasons uh, he had four stints with him he played with him he went somewhere else he came back he went somewhere else he came Can back you imagine that four like, times how weird that would be he uh, played shortstop and uh was part of their 1993 world uh series winner unfortunately um he, he passed away this past february uh, secondary to kidney disease and I, I believe he had a stroke as well he for the toronto blue jays was a leader in games played hits and triples and in tribute of him, the players are going to be donning the number a, a number one patch uh, to recognize the shortstop. So saw that, yeah. Kudos to the Blue Jays for doing that. Everybody, uh, um, I think everybody liked or loved uh, Tony, I Fernandez. Jake, I met, uh, Tony Fernandez. met Jacob met Tony Fernandez at a Canadian super good guy. The Canadian, it's uh, a Vancouver
0: Canadians game, which is a uh, I think a double affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. Met him. Uh, there was like free autograph cards. He signed one for me. He signed one for dad. Mine's hanging up on my wall. Uh, dad, you want to say your K- KBO update? Yes. I have the so, standings uh, up here, here. in the standing.
1: And once again, uh, we have the NC Dinos with 41 wins, 19 losses. And uh, they continue to lead. They got a four game lead over Doosan. Five and a half game. I'm sorry. Five and a half game. Uh, our, and
0: over Kiwam as well. And our Keewom.
1: SK Wyverns still lack the last place. They're second holding on to second, place. second last place, 20 wins. So they've now reached the twenties, 44 losses. So, uh, SK definitely struggling. And, and our man, Jamie Romack, uh, continues to back clean up and is, uh, 256 on the season. 256 average. He's not doing so well either. So, uh, uh anyhow we'll continue to follow them it looks like the dc or nc dinos are uh are the team to beat in that league so that uh takes us through a little bit of baseball talk uh, jacob where did you want to go from here
0: yeah i'm gonna go right over to my um, one of my kind
1: of final topics i wanted to discuss
0: today um and that is the Ryder cup being postponed it was announced i think last week that it was going to be postponed and in fact the Ryder Cup being postponed was fun fact about how that relates to our show. That was the first topic we ever discussed back in April. So, um, or May, I don't even know. I think it was our first show was in, I don't even know, May or late. I think it was April. Um, so anyway, this the, the Ryder Cup being postponed, it would be really interesting because right now, ever since the PGA tour has resumed, there has not been a player. Uh, other than american born that has won it show it, it's incredible because you know um i looked at the field uh, this week and i think there was um i counted and and i think there was like fifty fifty-four 54 out of 131 players this week were from i think countries other than the united states and if you put that on average right that, that that's like a third so maybe, but it's interesting because this this year um since covid-19 uh, since the resumption of the PGA tour american players have um, American players have won every tournament. Uh, but that doesn't also, that doesn't speak to the beginning of the season because this year, um, there was actually also nonetheless, before I was looking at this, there was a lot of Australian players winning, um, in three of them in a span of, um, seven weeks. And in fact, in a seven, in like an eight, in like an eight week span, half of them were players, not from the U S but right now, and especially leading into the Ryder cup, which would be in two months time, the American players are on fire. Uh, they have a special qualifying. Um, there's special qualifying for the for the Ryder Cup. There's automatic spots, and then there's captains' picks. So right now, players that would be sh- shoe ins and super good players would be Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau. But other players who are not who would be just obvious captain picks include Colin Morikawa, who's been excellent since the resumption of the PGA Tour. Justin Thomas, who has uh, just well, he lost to Colin Morikawa last week. Daniel Berger, who's been great. Patrick Reed, who is an excellent match player and has been playing well, as well as probably Tiger Woods, um, but uh, his back was hurting yesterday, so that wasn't great for all the Tiger fans. Anyway, the But the, the interesting thing is that while the United States are dominating in uh, multiple categories, including the official World Golf Rankings, in which they have seven of the top 10 spots, nonetheless, two European players are on the top. Uh, other than Rory McIlroy who is number 1 in the world and John Rahm, who is number 2 in the world a bunch of players are just out of sorts for Europe you know you got Tommy Fleetwood who is f- finally playing his first event since covid-19 since the resumption of the PGA tour and then they just have a bunch of players who are who are well um you know who haven't who haven't been playing and i think a lot of the european players play on the european tour uh, the european tour just starting up and of course they have not got a lot of points but i think right now and I know that Europe has won, I think, the past couple Ryder Cups. The U.S., they are they would be really good for this Ryder Cup. And I think that this next year will give the European Tour players, you know, some time to, to win and stuff. And what yeah. do you think? What do you think what would happen if there was a hypothetical Ryder Cup?
1: Well, I think you, your statistics... Prove correct, and I think the US would be favored. Of course, I'd for Europe, no surprise there. I'll bring up the uh, the roster, I'll bring up like the top 12 spots for you. For these guys, I don't know how much they've been playing. Sure, we know that Rory's been playing, we know that uh, John Rahm's been playing. These other guys, Danny Willett, Terrell Hatton, Matthew Fitzpatrick, they've been playing back home in Europe? and they have
0: in you, you mean in Europe? No, actually, some of them have been playing in the USA. I know Matthew Fitzpatrick, I think he was um, right there, I think he was having even a good week this week as well. Um, but like guys like Victor Perez, who was, who was, doing well on the European tour. I don't think he's played. Lee Westwood hasn't come over. Yeah. Um, and if you look at all these guys down on this list, Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Uh, he has, hasn't been playing in and, and interestingly enough, Graham McDowell withdrew again. Cause his caddy, I think, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so they're just, they're kind of like, they're just not, they haven't played a lot lately, but then you look, I'm bringing up right now for you, the top 12 Americans, like these guys look like some strong players. Uh, a couple, you know, I'd say before the season started, I'll just say my one last note is that Brooks Kepka, he would be, you know, he hasn't been playing well though lately. Like normally you'd say Brooks Kepka, yeah, great player. He has really not done anything uh, noteworthy. Nonetheless, he is, would be the number one player. And Dustin Johnson, he just won it recently, but he did shoot back to back 80s. Yeah. Plus 16 at the Memorial. he not make the week. cut.
1: Missed the cut by about 16
0: strokes. But if you look at this list, dad, like look at all these other guys, Gary Woodland, Tiger Woods. Of Course, only the six are automatically in, and then there's captain's picks and all that. But look at these yeah, guys some, here,
1: Some like, strong they, players, they are... no doubt about it. There's no strong with it, but we have to wait another and year. And it's on
0: American soil, so
1: yeah, I think they should do the uh, United States versus Canada. What would we call that? That would be called are the uh, Maple Cup, uh, the Maple Syrup Cup. Uh, I think it's time to have enough uh, Canada, US. Maybe they can start something. No, up. okay, well, you know what, why not?
0: Well. That's too specific. Like maybe Canada, maybe versus like United States versus
1: Canada. I don't know. Like,
0: there, like there's not a lot of, look at if I pulled up the official world golf rankings, there wouldn't be enough. Like maybe if it was like a six on maybe six. We've got enough
1: players or maybe we have us versus Canada slash Mexico or Canada.
0: I want to see international versus Europe. Give the United States a year off. How would that? I I what do you think about that? I I think no. there should be like that. Like why 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 is the U.S. playing
1: every year? That's my thoughts. Yeah, a great that. U.S. of A. Home of LeBron James. Okay, <laughs> now how are we doing time wise? Again, thank you, listeners. We're you're listening to In the House Sports with J and J. You can find us on Jacob. Please tell our listeners you can find
0: us basically wherever all the main plat- podcast platforms, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. And then on Twitter, respond to any of our topics. Um, you can yes, check us out at hear House hear. Sports. Anyway, Dad, yes. go ahead and take a I got us just a few uh, interesting topic.
1: facts of, uh, of interest. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, I read this week that when they got into their uh, hotel rooms, and not just the players, but the staff, every room had been set up with uh, pictures of their family and their friends in their hotel rooms. Wow, the who players did that? were. Uh, that some of the Toronto Raptor staff, I think it was a big effort to do this. And th- the quotes that I had read and many of the Raptor players were, were very most appreciative uh, of walking into their rooms and seeing family, uh, family members and friends, all nice in a frame and everything. So I uh, got two, uh, two pluses to the uh, Raptors that thumbs up for them. Uh, they really look after their players and uh, things like this can only lead uh, to another championship. Definitely. Definitely.
0: This other side, you know, you know, you talk about how they, the chemistry on the court, there's all this off the court stuff that it it only helps. Right. And it's such a nice, I
1: agree. Great initiative. Yeah. I I didn't know that. Yep. Two thumbs up to the Raptors for that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick, uh, have split up apparently. What? Dunzo. Uh, (laughs) they met at the ESPYs in 2012 and they've been together since 2017 uh probably I, I should you know aaron Rodgers probably uh it's probably him i mean oh I mean, come yeah. on don't like just Well, uh, maybe you're right but you know i you know when they drafted their their quarterback love and he's gonna leave the team and he's crying about that i'm thinking come on Aaron, just be a little bit more mature so i don't know them from i don't know either one uh too bad it didn't work out for them but uh, uh that's okay danica they're, they're will have to, she she's thir- on and she's uh,
0: 38 he's like 34 30-
1: 35 so done they're finished they're not engaged they're done
0: uh, so that's
1: uh i don't think they were ever going to get married were they well i think they were engaged oh, were um, they? so that's point of interest uh yassiel puig uh this past week was signed by atlanta for a one-year contract however uh, he was tested positive for covid yesterday and because of that somehow, somehow it makes him a free agent yeah, once they, again yeah i saw
0: that i don't think they signed him because of that and and
1: that sucks for him and yeah, it sucks I mean, for the organization. I think he's asymptomatic. He's feeling good. Uh, will they re-sign him in a week's time or two weeks' time? Uh, let's let's uh, continue to watch that. I think he would have been a, a good player for them. I think Mark Kakis has decided not to resume this year. So he was going to stand and I think get some good playing time. So that was some news. And then um, I read about um, a fellow the Colorado Rockies signed, uh, Bard, B-A-R-D. Uh, we're just going to uh, have our, have our uh, staff person bring up the name Bard here, but he has not pitched in the major leagues of baseball in seven years. I think he thought his career was done. He was helping out, I believe, the Colorado uh, uh, Rockies, and just like as a, as a part-time coach, and he was throwing the ball so well that he started to take it more seriously, and uh, he's he's back. So they've signed him, Daniel. Bard, B A R D. So he
0: played. Yeah, he last apparently played played with Boston. Uh last he last played in 2013. What a story. Like imagine what he was what he was thinking during like 2014 to 2019. Like he thought, you know, my baseball career is over. And now
1: he is playing. Seven years later, back in the major leagues. Daniel Bard. Let's follow him. He's with the Colorado Rockies. Let's see how he does. Thirty-five
0: years old, just turned thirty-five last month.
1: So that's very exciting. So yeah, what have you got, Jacob here? We got a few minutes left. Honestly, not exactly. We'll
0: take a look at the uh something that I read today that I want to bring up is that the um is that the NBA will be playing only Oh, look at this breaking news. First of all, before we talk about the NBA, basically they're gonna play ten-minute quarters in exhibition games versus twelve. The Blue Jays, according to ESPN, they are not going to be playing in Canada. Um all uh, right, breaking news. We'll definitely read into that, but perhaps yeah. we'll discuss it next they did, week. They did
1: get uh, provincial approval, but the Canada government has denied them. So what does this mean? Time will tell, but that means they'll either be playing, I believe, in Dunedin, Florida, which is where they do their spring training games, or where the AAA affiliate um, team is, which is in Buffalo. So, Yeah,
0: uh, so it's going to be interesting. That'll be, we'll, They'll definitely be figuring that out in the next probably day, <laughs> considering the MLB so. league will be starting in like five days from now. Um, one more thing is that the NBA – I don't know if you heard this. There, The awards are going to be up to March. The NBA season for the award season, so for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, as well as the first team, second team, and then rookie teams and defensive teams are all – the awards are going to be based on the 70-ish games that have already been played. Do you know that? Oh, and
1: the games that have been played? Yes. Not the next Not the
0: next, next games. So, do you so know that? Terrence Davis so Steph can't Kirk, prove himself. So, um, what? No. He's, it's already <laughs> – no. So, like, for example, Zach Levine.
1: Um, I'm thinking. I'm talking rookie of the year. Sorry.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He. It, it would have already been on the 73 games okay. or the 70 games. I don't know why I said 73. That's oddly specific. But um, isn't that going to be interesting? So well, maybe we'll discuss who we think. Um, I don't know. First person that comes to my head, and maybe we'll discuss the MVP. I don't know. Jan, either Giannis, yeah. but like Luka Doncic, people are saying could it be him? Um, tons of play. LeBron James.
1: Yeah, I mean it's going to be the Greek freak. I think most people agree with that. LeBron maybe number two. Um, Don Chick, that's a whole other conversation. Everybody Maybe we'll discuss up. that next week. To he, to him, not even, I think he was ranked by ESPN number five, top 100. Yeah, but
0: anyway, that pretty much he'd does be it. About,
1: he'd be in my top 30, not my top 10.
0: Well, that's a whole, again, whole other discussion. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to In-House Sports with j and J. A A lot of topics. We can't wait for sports to resume and, Dad, take us home.
1: Lots of predictions coming up. Be safe. Hopefully, these sports will actually happen.